The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, I hope you can't man. hear that, but my—I yeah, don't think you can. It doesn't seem like it's being picked up. I'm sure. I'm sure my noise gate will take care of it. But that's not. You're not here to hear about noise gates and compression <gasps> settings. We're not. You're here to listen to another episode of the Brainboggle Podcast. Hey, but if you want to hear about noise gates and compression settings, uh, send us an email at brainbogglepodcast. Yeah, listen to my <laughs> sister podcast. Um, <laughs> Um, Dawes and Bras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where we talk DAWs like Pro Tools and Sonar. And, now, is it Dawes and Bras uh, like Logic? The, the clothing art article? It, or no, there's is it an bras, H. There's like, an H. Oh, bruh. B R A H. Maybe apostrophe uh, H. I don't know. We're, we're workshopping some different uh, some different uh, graphics. but um, Dawes and Bras. Stay tuned. Dropping any minute now. But yeah, you're not here for that podcast. You're here for the Brain Boggle podcast. Ooh, also known as myths, your... myths, mysteries, and machinations. Machinations. Mm, mm, also mm, known as mm. Dude Soup. <laughs> Dude it's Soup. not actually, because that one's an actual other podcast. Yeah. <gasps> Unfortunate. Sad. Unfortunate. I'm sure ours would have been superior. But oh, man, for a fact. Listen. But, you know, wow, man, man, what, what a time we are living in right now. Uh, so many things up in the air, so much anxiety and stress, so much so yeah. to the point there you have to wonder to yourself, is this even real? Is this real life? And with that being said, we should introduce ourselves. <laughs> oh no, I didn't pick anything yet. I am your binary B, Brent, zeros and ones, zero one one zero zero one one, baby. I am your uh, computer jargon, J Jack. Oh, that's good. Mm. You damn right, it's good. All right, uh, <laughs> I am your boot up your life, B. I would have gone with Bobby. Eight bit, eight bit B. I am your eight bit B, Bobby. Yeah, so. So, you know, I'm going to I'm just going to let y'all I'm going to let y'all in on my on my personal journey here today to the episode that we are discussing. So, I had a completely different episode planned for today, but the pure anxiety of living through the 2020 election made it so that I was mentally incapable of doing the research required for that episode, <laughs> which would have been Nixium. So, look forward to that in a few weeks when I can get my shit together. Yeah. But instead, I just had to kind of look at how crazy life is right now and wonder to myself, are we living in a simulation? We gotta be, Because we are talking about simulation theory today. Whoa! Boy, yes. this is gonna be cool. 
I'm yeah, excited. I can't mm. believe we haven't talked about this already. To be honest, yeah, well, we've we've danced around it a bunch. It's been it's funny when we get to a later part of the episode. I'm gonna sort of like uh, touch back on a bunch of old episodes that we have done oh. in the past because of their relation to the simulation theory. But before we get into any of that, um, what do you guys know, if anything, about simulation theory? Um, what what experience do you have with it? Do you do you know about it? Like, what, what, what's the deal? What's the deal? Hmm, what's with the deal? Theory in your life? Um, I officially don't think I know anything. Like, I don't think I know anything about like the official like things of the theory, other than it says that we're living in a simulation, basically. Right. <laughs> sure. Well, I'll I'll tell you what. As advertised, I'll tell yeah. you what the deal is with simulation. Okay. After yeah, the zeros and ones. After this ad, I'm so oh sorry, my God, Bobby. <laughs> What's the deal with the simulation? I'm gonna uh, tell you right now. We are all living in a simulation. We're all living in a simulation. Every day I wake up, go to my bathroom and brush my teeth. One, two, three, brush your teeth. Teeth, 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 teeth. I don't even know. What? Was that a reference to something? No, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Dude, this election's got me in a silly mood. That was sick. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Basically, basically, we don't know anything, Brent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't know anything except one thing I do know is that Elon Musk talks about simulations in the hot tub, and when he does talk about it, he talks about how you know we must be in a simulation because you know technology. Oh yeah, advances, because you know, <laughs> you know. Trust me, dude. Because trust me, because well, because you know, I'm sure we're gonna get to this, but like in further detail. But like technology progresses so quickly that it's just inevitable that we are going to end up in a simulation. So he thinks we're in one now because because of how inevitable already... it is. The odds, it's interesting, of us being in one it's... now are greater than not. Yeah, so it, it's it, it's interesting. You're, so he you're, thinks there's a greater than fifty one percent that we are in a in, in a simulation, according to Elon Musk. That oh, is correct. You are, are yeah. So we're in a simulation. So he, oh, I know. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I talk in the hot tub with Yeezy. I voted. I voted Kanye. <laughs> Us as a podcast, we can actually reach outside of the simulation, and that's what Elon Musk sounds like in real life outside of the simulation we're in right now. Yeah, you're actually exactly. listening to this exactly. podcast from outside. We are outside the simulation talking, and we're uploading mm. the podcast to the yeah. simulation. Let me just say, guys. Through... <laughs> Thank God we're not in there. Thank God. Mm. Thank God. Oh, my Atlanta. Yeah, we're we're just looking through the glass, but we don't know how much time has passed. Uh, and it feels like God, forever. You know, it feels uh, like forever. Epic forever. <laughs> um, All right, let's yeah, no, some information on us. You're you're kind of on the right track there, Bobby, with a, a lot of what you said. <laughs> except I kept my research <laughs> Elon Musk free. Yes, um, that's a win. <laughs> hey, that's a win for everybody. Yeah, listen, I have enough Elon Musk in my. I have enough Elon Musk in my life. I don't need to bring it into my 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 leisure time. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Seriously. yeah. Um, so let, let's just kind of dive in and define what what we mean by simulation theory. So simulation hypothesis or simulation theory is the proposal that all of reality, including the Earth and the rest of the known universe, could in fact be artificial simulation 
and artificial simulation, such as a computer simulation. Okay, so, yeah. okay. So, I mean, the truth is, yeah, that's the basic gist of it, but there is there is a little more to it than just that. There is um, um, some so, sort of uh, scientific thoughts surrounding this and philosophical thoughts mm. surrounding this idea. So, some versions rely on the development of a simulated reality a proposed technology that would be able to convince its inhabitants that the simulation was in fact real. So that's that's sort of like the defining characteristic of the simulation theory that like separates it from this like, oh yeah, this is just a computer game mm. that we're living in is that the technology would be good enough that the, the people inhabiting the simulation wouldn't know that they're in a simulation. Yeah. That, I mean, that this is the kind of level of technology that we're talking about. And this uh, hypothesis was first popularized um, in its current form by um, one Nick Bostrom, who is a Swedish-born philosopher who uh, works at the University of Oxford in England. You know, mm. the Oxford. The Oxford. You know, the Oxford, the rogue scholar Oxford <laughs> University. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of where the theory... Um, as we know it today comes from but just to kind of rewind back and just give a little historical context um mm -hmm. the idea of reality not being as we perceive it is an idea that exists throughout history and the idea of sort of like what is real and what is not real is mm -hmm. sort of something that has been a thought in um the human mind for quite a long time yeah um, so let's just kind of rewind back a little bit and kind of go through some of the historical examples of sort of simulation-like thoughts and theories. So there's a long philosophical and scientific history to the underlying thesis that reality is an illusion. Mm. This skeptical hypothesis can be traced back to antiquity. So the first sort of known example of this dates back to um, a, a text from um, ancient China known as the Zhang Si, um, which is um, this book of like anecdotes and short stories that um, was originally written sometime between 476 BC and 221 BC. So we're talking, you know, pre, you know, modern history or whatever you want to call it. This is very, very old. And um, the example within that story that sort of outlines this idea is this one particular story, the, probably the most famous one from it called... Uh, the butterfly dream mm. so so again like this book the zangsi is um sort of follows uh, this sort of uh ideal taoist sage zangsi and within this the butterfly dream story um zangsi wonders if he was a man who dreamt of being a butterfly or a butterfly dreaming of being a man so mm. within the story like he talks about how he's like keeps having this dream where he's a butterfly and so he sort of like wonders to himself, well, which is the real me and which is the dream me? Yeah. Is me as the man walking around every day, is that the real me? Or when I go to sleep and I become a butterfly, is that the real me? Sort mm. of kind of calls into question the nature of what is reality, yeah. you know? There was, a, um, so uh, there was a TV show where a guy got into a car accident um, and... <clears throat> In it, so like the first episode, right? He gets in the car accident, and his wife and his son were in the car, and his and his son is dead. Um, and then he, he so he go he's at the hospital that day. He goes home. He's really upset. He goes to bed, and he wakes up in a universe where his wife is dead and his son is alive. And so the show was 
every time he fell asleep, he would wake up in the ultimate universe. So in one world, his wife was alive. In the other world, his son was alive. And the show was like him mm. trying to figure out which one was the real one. I never watched right. it, but I saw the trailers and it seemed kind of interesting. I sort of remember mm. that. I think I might have watched like the first episode of it. Yeah, it, it didn't was quite only, catch me, but interesting idea. 10 mm. years ago. Yeah. Something yeah. similar to that. I remember growing up, a lot of people would kind of bring up the idea of, oh, you know, what if we're just like our whole life is just a dream in some alien's mind? You know, like what if we wake up one day and we're an alien and some different world <clears throat> and our dreams are like these lifelong experiences right you know kind of yeah, like it's interesting stuff it kind of reminds me of uh we talked about this a couple times the rick and morty uh the the arcade game roy where morty plays mm. this game where oh yeah you live a full simulated life as a guy named roy and mm-hmm. it time feels like real real life and so you forget mm-hmm. that you're playing a game and uh by the end of it when you die you know in, in the show morty wakes up in the arcade and he's like who am i where's my wife <laughs> yeah oh no, yeah, i'm in an arcade morbid. It, yeah. i always think about so, that one yeah. yeah no so this this is like a really early example of sort of like playing with that idea it's like the earliest recorded example of this and it dates back to like well over two thousand years mm-hmm. ago so like this sort of thought process has existed within, you know, our minds as human beings for a long time. So I thought that was kind of like an interesting yeah, example that of that. And just then, before no, we, we move on from that yeah, yeah. idea, I kind of wanted to bring mm-hmm. up, this reminds me of even in like horror stories, like, uh, like haunting of Hill house, mm-hmm. which I recently rewatched the whole me premise. Too, actually. Yeah. Great show. Great show. <laughs> The whole premise it's is beautiful. that, like, Olivia, the mother, doesn't mm-hmm. know whether she's awake or asleep. So, mm-hmm. when she's dreaming, she thinks she's awake, and then she's awake, she thinks she's dreaming, and she just wants to wake up. And that's, like, kind of the whole premise of her story arc. Yeah. And What's um, that movie where, um, where it's a horror movie where the woman's in the house, and she thinks that it's being haunted by ghosts from the 1800s, but then the big plot twist of the movie is that... Yes, there are ghosts from the 1800s in the house, but she is a is is actually a newer ghost. And then there is a family who is living in that house that she thought were part of the the 1800s ghosts. Oh but it turns God. out that that so so there's her and her family ghosts, and then there's the yeah. old 1800s ghosts, and then there's the real that, life family. Is that that Nicole Kidman movie? Uh, I, Nicole uh, Kidman, I. I want to say that sounds right, but because that, that sounds like a movie that I saw in the theater a long time ago, but like I don't remember enough about it. Um, I, I, I all I got in my head is Outsiders, but I know that's not right. It just um, reminds me of I'm, that episode uh, of Community when Chang goes into the theater full of people and he like performs in front of this crowd and then he leaves and and the janitor is like literally just watched that episode like <laughs> so a night ago the, the others like, i think it's the others they were all the movie there's no crowd in there the whole theater the died when was it from it's from uh yeah it's an old one yes it is this movie 
okay, that is the one. I thought so. I was like, that really sounds like oh that. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I forgot that children can't, can't, um, they're allergic to sunlight, and then you find out it's because they're actually ghosts, and they're not actually allergic to sunlight. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I, the, my main memory of that movie is I saw it in the theater with a group of friends in middle school, and I fell asleep until, like, half, like, three quarters of the way through the movie where there's a big jump scare, and the the girl who was sitting next to me screamed so loud that it made me fall out of my seat because I was asleep and didn't know what was happening. Oh, uh, that's funny. I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Maybe I'll watch this because yeah, so, I love anyway. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I, I could not vouch for this movie whether it's good or not because again, like I said, I slept through at least three quarters of it. But I saw enough to remember that was old timey um, and that it turned out there were ghosts at the end. <laughs> we got nominated for a glo- a Golden Globe, a BAFTA. Really? Wow. Um, okay. Impressive. Okay. A bunch of other random awards. I mean, listen, it's 20 no. years later and we're still talking about it on a random podcast that has nothing to do with horror movies. No, but it's exactly. it's, it's it's it was related because it's it's about No, it is related. It's just impressive that it made its way into this, you know? So it must be a good movie. <clears throat> it's gotta be, dude. I think it's all right, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, it's I, I, probably at the time better I was not... if you don't know the twist. Probably, but, you know, it, Although it is Although studies show that, I'm sure, I think we've talked about this already, but studies show that um, knowing the spoilers doesn't, uh, for the majority, okay, obviously you know your own yourself better, but, like, by yeah. and large, for most people... Spoilers don't actually ruin the enjoyment of a movie. That's not true yeah, if you're listen, Zach D. <laughs> listen, all I'm saying he is that is there's crazy. probably a version of yourself in this sim- a different simulation where you didn't hear this spoiler, so it's yeah, fine. Don't worry about so it. You're enjoying movie. it. Good segue, exactly. Brian. Brought it, he brought it all the way back. He did. He all brought right, it so all the way back. I got a couple more historical um, examples I'm going to try to burn through real quick so we can really dive yeah, into yeah, the yeah, meat. Yeah. So um, there's an Indian philosophy of Maya which uh, connotes a magic show, an illusion, where things appear to be present but are not what they seem. Maya is also a spiritual concept connoting that with that which exists but is constantly changing and thus is spiritually unreal, and the power or, or the principle that conceals the true character of spiritual reality. So the idea that, you know, things at face value aren't necessarily what they seem yeah. you know that there's like some underlying is more than meets the eye exactly exactly <laughs> autobots roll out well it makes me think about um how our reality that we create is all just basically an illusion in our brains you know like this constructed society that we have and what no because uh, i can touch desk and touch wall and yeah but essentially what's Love, love lamp. Essentially, you know, what's happening lamp, yeah. is really though is I mean it's just a bunch of chemicals moving around, and so we're we're just perceiving these chemicals and these like atoms moving around as this constructed thing that our brains construct into a reality, and it's real for us. But like, what? What? Do you, do you see a spider? You got spider face. Oh, okay. Oh, just temporarily. Okay. And we're back. Oh, okay. It's recording. Okay. Okay, we're good. Okay. Now How much back. did now we miss? Back. Sorry, sorry about that. Okay. Nothing. Nothing like it. Like I like I like uh you'll just need to pro- Brent will probably just have to do my audio. You're probably oh, okay. fine to just okay. keep going. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll just snip this little chunk out here. That's fine. And edit yeah. point. <laughs> so, um, anyway, what, you were saying something, Bobby, or? I, whatever it was, it was stupid, and I feel ashamed. Let's move on. Okay. So I don't. It, I don't remember what I said. I Do you remember? I don't remember. I. I honestly don't. You were talking yeah. about. Um, it's funny how when I don't know. I was focused. My. I was focused you know what? Jack cut it. Too. It clearly wasn't important <laughs> enough. Cut it out. <laughs> Just cut the whole Edit thing. Edit point. Cut the okay, whole good. thing. Go ahead. Edit point. All right. Oh, you were talking. You were talking about like how everything. You know what, Bobby? You're right because I was about to go. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, let's let's just pretend oh, that never man. happened. You know what? All right. You know what? This I, Bobby said something about about chemicals moving around. <laughs> I don't even he? know. I might keep all. I this think in. you should keep it this in. Is, it's pretty good. Keep it all in. This is kind of gold. <laughs> this is this this not gold. knowing whether or not what Bobby said is worth keeping in the podcast or not is kind of kind of mint. Um, and so the last thing, real quick, um, in ancient Greek philosophy, um, an ac an ax arcus. Even with my pronunciation guide I gave myself, it's still so hard to say. An axercus and monomus liken exist, existing things to a scene painting and suppose them to resemble the impressions experienced in sleep or madness. So this is another one that's sort of like suggesting that like reality is, you know, sort of like this weird perceptual thing that like is hard to define or understand and like um, the sort of a uh, likening this whether or not um dreams are like some other states of existence um mm. yeah so those are i like how it says dreams or yeah. madness <laughs> yeah so well hey, I mean, either you know i mean in that you know if you're getting kind of like technical you you could consider certain like diseases like mental illnesses as um being in like a dream like state oh well yeah totally you know like yeah you ever been in a you ever been in, in a, a fugue, fugue state? state? I have been in a fugue state after I got surgery <laughs> once, and it was mm. terrible. I hated it. Oh, uh, when I I used to um, when I would act in high school and stuff, I would uh, I like when I got off the stage, I wouldn't be able to remember wow. anything of what just happened. And right now, there's only like probably a handful of specific moments of me being actually on stage wow. that I can mm. remember. That's kind of what like my entire life yeah, is can... like now. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> I can't I... remember what just happened. Okay, I think I'm not we were gonna all lie. in a fugue state when I was talking a few minutes ago. <laughs> I know. Last night, last night was, I only like literally last night, I only remember um i remember arizona getting basically locked in and i remember wisconsin flipping and that's pretty much it yeah yeah it was a long night and for for everyone listening it's a wednesday the day the evening after the the opening of polls election night so we're yeah opening and closing true without they did close on midnight of last night it's yeah it's just weird with film this year being so odd with yeah i'm sure by the time you listen to this things will be more uh cleared up we should know by then. yeah it's it's the way it's going right now it seems like we're gonna have like a pretty clear answer but you know what happens after that well, is if, more kind of up in the air yeah well if biden if biden wins biden can win because i think nevada is supposed to finish they today, keep saying that but right? then like i don't know there was a tweet coming out saying like they might announce the results tomorrow morning instead and oh yeah because pennsylvania said or no, Michigan. Was it Michigan or was it Pennsylvania no that said no way that there's anything until uh, Friday? Pennsylvania. Michigan is pretty much locked in at this oh, point. 
Yeah, Michigan. Michigan yeah. got called. But um, so yeah, if Nevada gets called for then Biden, that, I today, mean that's then, that's, uh, that's, that's on paper. That's I mean, it. It's, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is why yeah, we're talking about this simulation because it's just like this whole month, this whole yeah. year, honestly, this whole year has we're, felt we're like definitely going to get into. We're definitely going to get into that later. But first. But first, nice. let's fast forward in history and get to sort of our more modern idea of the simulation theory. So let's go back to that um, our our old fella there, our Swedish-born philosopher Nick Bostrom, and let's uh, go through his premise of what the simulation theory is, because his premise is basically the one we when we talk about it now we're talking about his um, idea of what this is. Okay, so. I'm going to quote uh, Mr. Bostrom right now. So, Mr. Bostrom, (laughs) Professor Bostrom says, Many works of science fiction, as well as some forecasts by serious technologists and futurologists, predict that enormous amounts of computing power will be available in the future. Let us suppose for a moment that these predictions are correct. One thing that later generations might do with their super powerful computers is run detailed simulations of their forebearers or of people like their forebearers. Because their computers would be so powerful, they could run a great many such simulations. Suppose that these simulated people are conscious, as they would be if the simulations were sufficiently fine-grained and if a certain quite widely accepted position in the philosophy of mind is correct. Then it could be the case that the vast majority of minds like ours do not belong to the original race, but rather people simulated by advanced descendants of the original race. Mm. So what he's saying here is that basically if we were to sort of like build up this technology of computer power to a point where we could create a simulation that was so advanced that the simulates within the simulation could perceive have consciousness as we understand our own consciousness to be right now mm. as supposed people quote unquote one could argue that we wouldn't even know we were living within a simulation because the simulation is so accurate to what the experience of the original race or the you know people as he refers to them as race but the people who created the simulation are like the consciousnesses are so close and accurate that we as the simulatees would have no way of actually knowing that we are in fact simulated well it's interesting that he uses the word race because it could it could mean that you know we could be a simulation where they ran like a hundred thousand different simulations of intelligence on earth and what would happen if different animals gained intelligence and we're the monkey version you know Mm -hmm. and the real original race that created technology could be ant people or dolphin people or was something completely entirely different than that that we don't even know about Mm -hmm. and so i'm we're just one simulation out of hundreds of thousands or millions sure where right. monkeys became intelligent, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So I'm going to to continue with uh, um, Mr. Mr. Bostrom's quote here. He concludes that it is then possible to argue that if this were the case, 
we would be rational to think that we are likely among the simulated minds rather than among the original biological ones. Mm. So just to kind of surmise like or uh, s- s- you know sum up his final thoughts there is that if the technology continues to progress it the way it is right now, it is conceivable that a simulation of this accuracy could be created. And if that is, if you believe that to be true, then the possibility that that is what we are living in right now has, you have to accept that as being truth Mm. as a possibility Mm. that if you believe the technology could be created to make something that accurate, that we could be experiencing that right now. So that's sort of like the, 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 theory behind this i hate it it Um, freaks me out dude it freaks me out i wouldn't mind knowing that i'm in a simulation Mm -hmm. if it was the only simulation or if it was one of like 10 but if you think that like if you think about how look at do you guys remember the episode of black mirror where with the dating app and they use simulation mm-hmm. technology to like simulate yeah yeah meow meow beans you mean yeah meow meow beans <laughs> meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. yeah no uh, community reference <laughs> basically the same idea uh, I was gonna say, pretty like, much reference <laughs> but like in the black mirror episode they have a dating app and it runs like a hundred thousand simulations of you and the other person who you are potentially getting matched with Oh, okay, that one. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I was thinking of like the. I was thinking of the one with yeah, Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard or whoever it is, like with uh, the rating the system. Oh, that's, no, no, no. that's more meow meow beans. <coughs> that one's yeah, called yeah, yeah, okay. So this one, it's it's basically like follows the story of two people and and this matchmaking thing, and uh, it runs different simulations to see how well of a match you are with somebody else. And so the people that you were following the whole time, it turns out they're just one of like a billion different simulations in someone's phone mm. and so to think that we are we could be one of millions or billions or trillions even of simulations in something as stupid as like a dating app <laughs> or just a science experiment that that people are trying to get information on and like our entire lives our upbringing our everything that we know was all so insignificant because we're just a simulation that would be pretty right. uh pretty freaky is it though i don't know I, but it's if, if it's real because it's still your life if it's Nothing real to us then yeah like if it's yeah if it's real to you then it's real no that's not? a good point it's just spooky yeah. it's just scary to think about seeing the man be does seeing the man behind the curtain change the nature of your reality Ooh. i don't know i think i would be i think i would be like I would be I would be totally okay with living in a simulation. I'd be like, all right, well, at least I know that this isn't how mm. actual life works, and that <laughs> it'll, uh, it'd almost be God. relieving in a thank sense because, like, especially like yes, a year totally like twenty twenty, it's like, oh well, okay, someone some someone got bored behind the wheel and decided like to turn up the disaster <laughs> meter in uh, SimCity three thousand, <laughs> you know, just uh, just let's just wreck it all, or or end. like, but, you know, it's good to know that maybe there's some other. Uh, simulations out there where we're all living in peace. Yeah. Or, boom, this is my theory. Okay. We all live in a simulation. Every baby, when they're born, gets put, gets hooked up to a simulation that runs their entire life from birth to death. And then when you die, your, your consciousness gets returned back to the baby. So now all the babies are like 
and, and it's how society is creating better humans because now before everybody gets into before everybody goes into their real life they have a lifetime of experience everybody has oh, that's a lifetime so dystopian. of Simu sim simulated uh, reincarnation baby um no this is pre Wait, what what if uh, but what if because because yeah. so like i get born so like right now i'm still a baby and i'm hooked up to a computer and i'm just imagining these years so then when i'm younger when i when i'm actually growing up through i'm be like oh i know what to do wait and what jack not this is a now. great pitch for a movie if anyone listening is a producer pre-incarnation pre yeah. pre well okay yeah. and here's on. go ahead hold on hold on we will we will we'll have a treatment on your desk by tomorrow <laughs> by nine <laughs> <laughs> but, but like one of the things yeah. that, that is crazy to think about is about this is you could do it multiple times so that you gain even more experience so like once you die you restart yeah. again and then you go through and whatever mistakes you made you kind of have like this uh subliminal experience yeah you technically or like you do it when you're a baby and then you do it again when on your like 13th mm -hmm. birthday or like on your and then like your your, your like 25th birthday and that or is what deja vu is oh we solved it yes it's reincarnation nice I, and that's not even the one of the ones that i uh the episodes that i'm gonna talk about again later dang and now we're now we're covering even more than what? i already had I, I like it I you like guys it. are blowing my mind so, right now i hate it bruh I go. I, I love it. Um, I love that we're thinking about something other than the state of the world at the moment. Um, and so, and also, awesome. um, if you're curious about reading more of uh, Nick Bostrom's uh, work, spe specifically regarding this theory, um, this, you can read more about this in a, a uh, public. Um, a I don't actually don't know if this is a book or an article or like you know, I'm not sure. I, it's called uh, "You Are Living in a Computer Simulation" from 2003. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so check that out if you want to read more about it. But we still have some more to get through Bostrom's um, sort of thoughts on this. So next we're going to talk about something called the simulation argument. Ooh. So despite the name, Bostrom's simulation argument does not directly argue that we live in a simulation. Instead, Bostrom's trilemma uh, argues that one of three unlikely propositions is almost certainly true. So instead of a dilemma being, you know, between two things, trilemma between three choices. That's in a case new you're word. What I meant by trilemma. I'm going to use it all it, the time. I, is that a that real, is a is real, that a real word. word? Is there yeah, a that, quadlemma? I what? I don't know. I did not know trilemma was a possibility until today. And I was like, all right, all right, are we being cheeky here calling it a trilemma? But apparently that <laughs> is an actual word. Wow. When you say dilemma, you're actually meaning that you're difficult choice between two things i really so. hope that i someday have a difficult choice between 10 things so i can be like i got this really bad decalemma on my hands yeah uh, dodeca with 12 choices oh Oof. hate to see it oh man okay so let's go through the um propositions the three propositions one of which he proposes has to be true okay in this here trilemma known as the simulation argument so number one the fraction of human-level simulations that reach a post-human stage, meaning that is one capable of running high-fidelity ancestor simulations, is very close to zero. Or, option two, the fraction of post-human simulation civilizations that are interested in running simulations of their evolutionary history or variations thereof is very close to zero. 
Or option three, the fraction of all people with our kind of experiences that are living in a simulation is very close to one. Hmm. So, to sort of break this down a little bit, the, tri- the trilemma points out that a technologically mature post-human civiliz- civilization, I don't know, I'm struggling with that word today, <laughs> would have enormous computing power if even a tiny percentage of that were to run ancestor simulations, that is, high-fidelity simulations of ancestral life that would be indistinguishable from the reality of the simulated ancestor, the total number of simulated ancestors or sims in the universe would be greatly would greatly exceed the total number of actual ancestors. Really? Oh, well, yes, like, like add it up because together? Be, because if they had the ability to even dedicate a little bit of computing power to run these sort of simulations, they would probably be most, at the very least, be doing one, but likely more right. than one. So there'd be so, like double, triple, quadruple the amount of ancestors. Right. So Bostrom goes on to use a type of anthropology anthropic reasoning to claim that if the third proposition is the one of those three that is true and almost all people with our kind of experiences live in simulations then we are almost certainly living in a simulation basically meaning that like if it's possible that we could you know develop the technology to do these sort of simulations Mm -hmm. then the possibility that it isn't happening is almost impossible Mm -hmm. it it has to be happening at, at some level so whether I, or not I, we are living through I, it or not is not necessarily said within that. It's just that it has to be happening somewhere. Like at, at some point. point, yeah. Yeah. Unless there's, I, um, like... I don't know. I don't think the simulation would allow us to think that we're in a simulation. Hmm. Well, think about two that... But that's just, I don't know, that's just but, like whatever. But that's just, my, my counter-argument would be that if the idea is that this technology has been developed by sort of like a post-human civilization who can sort of like think on these such high conceptual levels they would be able to construct a simulation that would allow for people who could eventually at some point think on these sort of higher levels and sort of think these sort of more theoretical sort of thought experimenty type thoughts or whatever these ideas so what about like by by the very nature of the fact that the thought can exist Mm -hmm. means that it could be within a simulation that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird, so, yeah, like yeah. sort of circular, yeah, like thinking sort of thing. But it does kind yeah, of yeah, make I sense, though. It, like if it. you know the people creating the simulation are you know advanced enough to, to create a simulation of that level, then the simulates within could possibly also mm-hmm. have those cognitions to think of the idea that they are living in a simulation. Whether or not they could actually prove it or not is a whole other thing, but mm. like just the thoughts could exist. There's some, there's a couple arguments yeah. as to why, you know, to play devil's advocate, as to why it's possible that a civilization would not create a simulation. Mm-hmm. One is I think that you know humanitarian human rights activists in whatever society would probably frown upon the like conscious consciousness of beings that don't actually exist. And like, you know, we, we live in a world where where whether or not we're a simulation, there was like, there's been genocides and, and people have been tortured. And so people 
of that society, it could be argued that they wouldn't allow um, right and that kind of thing. Yeah, and that that actually kind of like lends itself to option two of the trilemma, which is the, the fraction of post-human civilizations that would be interested in running simulations uh, of their evolutionary history. Mm. So interest could be like it'd be fucked up for us to do this so we're not going to do it so within the trilemma the option two sort of like covers that basis Mm -hmm. of like yeah maybe we could reach the advancement to the point where we could do it but people wouldn't want to do it Mm -hmm. because you know the idea of doing that is inhumane to them on some level or people just are like yeah whatever who cares about that you know like it sort of allows for both of those sort of thought processes to exist within Mm -hmm. And then the first option being that, like, we don't reach a point where we can actually do that, you know? Yeah. So. Which would kind of go into the whole Great Filter episode that Mm. we had, right? Where it's like, can we even get that far technologically? Uh, Yeah. Was it the Fermi Paradox that we talked about that? Yeah. The Fermi Paradox episode. Well, that's interesting because we're going to talk about evidence. (gasps) I put evidence? Question mark? (laughs) Of us living in a simulation. (gasps) So let's just skip, well, since we're on it, I'm just going to that was my second one. Let's just skip to it. The Fermi Paradox being one of the points of proof that we might be possibly living in a simulation. One of my favorite episodes. Like the idea that, the idea that's like, why haven't we um, encountered that at this point aliens or seen any evidence of it is possibly because the simulation is not simulating that. We're mm-hmm. just simulating our history. So the Mm. reason why we don't see any of that stuff is because it's the simulation does not allow for it. Right. We don't want to waste computer space, right? The simulation that we are currently experiencing or we're living through does not seem to be interested in whether or not, you know, what's happening off of our planet. So sort of Mm. Fermi paradox being sort of like one of the possible possible explanations for the Fermi paradox as we know it is the fact that we're not actually living a true quote-unquote life, you know, that this is all being, you know, simulated. That would make me feel uh, very lonely. Yeah, so I I think that's sort of an interesting explanation for the Fermi paradox. Not saying I agree with it, but it is an interesting Mm. one, and I thought it was interesting that it sort of tied back into an episode that we had previously done. Yeah, go check out that episode, because that was a really fun one. Yeah, it's one of our. It's an early one, ones. but a really good one. Yeah, really fun one. Um, so speaking of other early fun episodes, the Mandela Effect oh. is also another point of uh, evidence, quote unquote, for us living in a simulation. Mm. Nice. So we might have even talked about it in that episode. I do not recall at this I point. Think we so did. Long ago. I think we did talk about but, it. You know, there's a variety of explanations for the Mandela effect ranging from, you know, multiverses crossing over with one another to, you know, mass misrememberings to, you know, I don't know, like a variety of different ideas behind it. But one of the ones that we discussed, I believe, within that episode is the idea of the simulation Mm. and that the reason why we all remember things being a certain way is because they were a certain way and because there's like a quote glitch in the matrix mm-hmm. or some bad coding or something all of a sudden our reality changes like our history changes but like we're still these like super accurate simulated beings with thoughts and memories and feelings and are can recognize that 
something's different something's changed this is not what it was so that is you know another sort of interesting explanation for us potentially living in a simulation yeah right i thought that was kind of neat that and you know since we talked about deja vu um Mm -hmm. already that's another kind of possible bit of proof it's like oh i remember this thing happening twice because maybe some ones and zeros like got got into the wrong place there was just like some kind of glitch or some hackers who can code yeah. just zeroed in one their way right on into this bitch and just like change change things up just enough for you to be like wait a second i feel like i've been through this before <laughs> brent so you i know, so. i have some i have some reasons some evidence of my own that i that i have written down here can i share yeah, a go few? for it go for it i i, I have more but go for it go for okay, it okay okay well so some of the ones that that i have written down here um basically are i'm stalling i'm 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 stalling i'm stalling okay (laughs) stalling some of the evidence that i have for the simulation are as follows this is evidence one a platypus okay i'm gonna actually (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) i don't know what this bit is but I should have just kept reading the ideas. Okay, so the first one is in fact platypi or platypuses, as it's correctly. So, like yeah, last night, I was sitting there with my sister, and we're just like talking about like how weird the world is that we live in, and just like a couple of things that I just like thought about. There's like, what? Like, first of all, platypuses. I'm sorry, mammals with beaks that don't have teeth that. They they have they they have milk, but they don't have nipples. Like the milk just secretes through their skin, and they lay eggs. But they're mammals. Like what is that simulation? The next thing. <laughs> That's it. Oh okay. Oh. The next boom roasted. The, ne- <laughs> the next thing. Birds that talk. Why do we have birds on this planet that speak? That can speak. What is that? They don't speak. They can imitate sounds. I, but still, you see a bird like a raven, and it's just like hello. And you're yeah, like, what is that? It doesn't. It doesn't know it's saying hello. I know, but it's still. It's like what? Okay. Uh, that's it. That's all my things. Flying oh. through, flying, flying through your open mic material. Yeah, this is my this is my comedy <laughs> sketch. I have one more, Brent, and then I'll hand it back to you. And I already mentioned <laughs> okay. this to you. Okay. So. Or I guess it's two more, but like sometimes you'll see weird, strange things in life and people will be like, oh, we're living in a simulation. One example of that is, uh, have you ever seen those videos of like the NBA? There'll just be like a play where every single person on the team does the exact same thing. Like they'll like reach down and tie their shoe and then get up and move their arms in the exact same way. And it just looks super weird, like a video game. Mm. I'll have to send you guys a link to one of those videos. Um, yeah, I feel like I've seen a couple of those before. It, but uh, Just super weird coincidences. I always, took it as, I always took it as more of a meme than like an actual <laughs> evidence. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's not really evidence. But uh, yeah. And then the last thing is uh, the airplane thing, like how people see airplanes just like... Right, right. St- it just static sitting in the sky. And Jack, I was telling Brent before we started recording 
today on the way to the gym, I saw an airplane just like just sitting there in the sky and it's just not moving. It's just sitting there and I'm like looking at it for a while. I'm like, hmm, why is that plane just not moving? And then it started moving and then it stopped again. And I was very planes can do that. What do you mean? If a plane is going, if a plane is going the same speed as the wind, it will just sit there. <gasps> oh my god, that's probably what it was. Yeah, it was super weird. Yeah. I thought that maybe it was like turning <laughs> or something, just a weird optical illusion. But yeah, or it could have been one of those things where it was like, where where because the Earth is a sphere. Yeah. Right when it, it when it moves, it like. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, careful now, Jack. You don't want to upset our flat earth friends. Yeah. (laughs) If we have any flat earth fans left, please, please reach out. How you doing? Please leave. No, I love these people. They're hilarious. Um, You, you patronizing them. Anyway, that's, that's all I had. I just kind of thought those things were maybe like the computer's getting overloaded. Sure. Yeah. That that was fun. A fun little detour. And I mean, I think feel like if we're talking about the potential of life being a simulation, everything's fair game, right? Yeah. At this point, you know. But I do have mm-hmm. some other kind of more sciencey, interesting ideas for like why the simulation could in fact be real. This next one is DNA that contains a computer virus. What? DNA that contains a computer virus. Say again. So in no, two thousand. Don't say again. <laughs> one more time. Wait, 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 say that one more time. Wait, hold on. Say that again. Them? DNA's got me feeling so free. It's got a computer virus. <laughs> Where's right, your 8-bit so, music, Brent? Yeah, sorry. I didn't have time. I, I got to keep my, my notes up. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know. Anyway. All right. So, in 2017, a multidisciplinary group of researchers at the University of Washington proved that they could embed malicious computer code into physical strands of DNA. (gasps) Their aim was to show that computers working in gene sequencing were vulnerable to attack, but some argue that this is proof that we are, in fact, in a simulation. That's the the idea that... Okay. You know, computer code that can actually be... have a physical impact on DNA... Interesting. Is weird and interesting. So we can hack now, ourselves. I get. I mean. I mean. We did talk wait, about. Wait. Wait. So There's no way though. The 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 virus. The computer virus has to be encoded as like DNA. Like it's not. It's not binary. Right. Yeah. Like listen. We, we can't encode binary into <laughs> DNA. Like just straight up. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I am no scientist. I do not know how this stuff works. All I can report to you is that supposedly this uh, multidisciplinary group of researchers at the University of Washington proved that they could somehow put some form of computer code within uh, physical strands of DNA, which is interesting. Mm. At the very least, it's interesting. I don't know if I'm going to say it's proof that we live in a simulation, but it is kind of weird to think that they can use computer code in any way to alter strands of DNA. Mm. That is interesting for sure. The fact that they can actually do it physically is interesting to me. Um, Mm. So I thought it was worth mentioning. Now, this next one is one that I've personally termed as the apocalypse effect. Oh, God. Um, Which is the idea of sort of accelerated news and world events. Mm. So this is kind of like a basically way of saying 2020, like what we're going through right now. This idea that, that an acceleration of news and events in the world, such as, you know, 
the Trump presidency, just like the, even the idea that like a reality star, you know, television guy known for like gaudy hotels and <laughs> casinos and shit became president of the United States is kind of crazy and wild and Brexit, COVID-19, mm. civil unrest, uh, the extreme violence from like people like the Boogaloo Boys, QAnon, alt-right terror, all these things that are all seemingly happening it feels exponentially faster and yeah. faster a lot of people point to this sort of stuff as sort of like you know sort of like an end game mm. sort of simulation like all right it's time to wrap this thing yeah. up let's just like hit hit the self-destruct button you, you missed like seven thousand sort of <laughs> things too the beirut explosion yeah, like kobe bryant yeah, okay. the oh wildfires climate change yeah you know like half a country's on fire australia was like entirely on fire like at the beginning of the year you know like so many things so this sort of idea that this sort of like unnatural amount of like crazy things happening in the the world in such a short period of time Mm. some people point to that as potential proof of assimilation so i i i like to coin that the apocalypse effect um trademarked that's a fun one patent pending keith ranieri star patent pending (laughs) Um, next is, um, quarks with computer code. So this one, this one's Mm. interesting to me. And I will again say that I'm no mathematician. So apologies if I don't fully understand how this stuff works, but theoretical physicist, physicist, James Gates claims he has identified what appears to be actual computer code embedded in the equations of string theory that describe the fundamental particles of our universe i've seen this before i saw this mm. yeah it's interesting yeah oh they, i think they did um what well, who was it they did a video about this on youtube uh in a nutshell yeah people, yeah in a nutshell yeah 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 i think they did a video about this um um so james gates says he found error correcting codes within um these uh string theory fundamental particles um, and he said that they they are what make web browsers work. So why were they in the equation I was studying about quarks and electrons and s- supersymmetry mm. within string theory? I think it's, it's probably one of those things where it's like, it's just, that's just one of those funny laws of nature where math and laws of nature happen to co-align. Yeah. It's funny. Um, well, it's funny that you sort of talk about laws in nature because that's kind of what we're going to get to next. Um, but before that, um, uh, uh, Gates said um, it said um, all this stuff sort of in response to um, MIT cosmologist uh, Max Tegmark. Mm-hmm. Um, he originally did not give any weight to uh, Gates, that is, um, did not originally give any weight to the idea of the simulation theory until he discovered this equation within um string theory that made him have to reassess the idea of whether or not it's possible so after discovering that he said like i can't say with 100 percent certainty that there we are not living in a simulation mm-hmm. because of that because of the 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 probability of having that same equation found within these two disparate things is so small yeah um that it just seemed it just called some things into question that's for sure now obviously there's a lot about the world we don't understand yeah so to say that's 100 percent proof is you know definitely not the case but i also want to i I wish i understood more about computer code and how that works Mm because i don't know what that even means really i'm gonna hack into your computer and explain the universe uh, to you right now oh my (laughs) i want to know i want to know bobby be careful bobby come back (laughs) 
Oh my god. My eyes exploded. I'm omniscient. Brent sent oh, me the code to the universe. I am now it apparently is zero 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 one zero one zero one zero one zero one 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 zero 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 one zero zero one zero one one as a newly created omniscient being my first action will be i am now an omniscient being i am all powerful i'm gonna sing you songs about the 8-bit world and sing them until i die Okay. Which is right now. Okay. <laughs> the, what, that all, no. that joke also just died too. So yes. Third times the, the third squarm. Time, third times the squarm for sure. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of rules of three, it's my sixth point, which is th <laughs> divisible by three, is the laws quote unquote of physics slash the universe. So going back to that MIT cosmologist Max Tegmark again, um, he pointed. To our universe's strict laws of physics as a pos as possible evidence that we live in a simulation. Quote: mm. If I were a character in a computer game, I would also discover eventually that the rules seemed completely rigid and mathematical. Mm. In this theory, the speed of light, the fastest rate at which any particle can travel, represents the speed limit for transmission of information within the network of our simulation. So basically that like the hard constraints of the laws of physics in the universe as we know it are sort of like the limitations of the simulation that we're with it, living within. And the real um, world would have less limitation or no limitation, potentially? I guess, yeah. I guess, again, like all these things... A lot of these, the points of, you know, evidence in a lot of ways are sort of, I personally find to be a little bit, um, sort of like we're working towards the theory where like, you know, we have what we want to prove. Yeah. And so we're trying to find evidence that proves it as opposed to like actually, you know, doing proper science of like, mm -hmm. what does the evidence tell us? This is more like... What evidence can we find that could potentially point to it being a simulation? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And could you ever even prove it? I mean, is there what what would you need as proof to step right. out of the simulation to wake up in a matrix style pod? Right. Your head shaved. And then of course it, it define and then of course it kind of makes you wonder like what do we even define as a simulation? Like if there is some sort of like omniscient being in control of all this, all this, like say if you believe in like a more traditional sort of God mm -hmm. in like the sort of, you know, classical sense of the word, where does that mean we're living through God's simulation right mm -hmm. now? Like this is just like God's, like God's plan is just a simulation that like God, you know, got a wild hair one day. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to like have a bunch of like people walking around doing a bunch of shit because mm. I need to entertain myself, you know? Like, what do we define as a simulation at that point? You and know? if the guy who made the simulation was just some, like, dude in his base in his mom's basement with, like, a big Fanta from Burger King on his desk, mm. would he be our god? And would he... Because he's all-powerful. He controls mm. the universe. Will we still respect or him? Or her. Or her. Yeah, dude, if we live in if we live in a if we live in a uh, if we live in a simulation, whoever is running that simulation is indistinguishable from God. Right. Yeah, exactly. So 
yeah so i it's it's all interesting stuff but again like can you really prove it i don't really think so but and then the last sir last but probably least of all the points of evidence <laughs> is the paranormal last but how least. do we explain it <laughs> Last but but also least the paranormal. <laughs> like, how do we explain all these like weird paranormal things that mm. uh, we we have experienced through life? Like people experiencing ghosts mm-hmm. or you know I don't know like weird aliens, you know alien abductions or like all this aliens. stuff. How can we yeah. explain this stuff? Well, if we're living in a simulation, then anything's possible, right? Boom. Ghosts Boom. could be just like artifacts, you know, in the Matrix. Alien abduction Ghost could- code. Aliens could, again, just be SimCity shit, like, send the aliens Alien in. Code. You know, it, exactly. it could be code. that you see ghosts in abandoned places and, like, at night because places that are abandoned are using less computer power, so they're glitching. I was going to say, I was going to say, or they're places that had their code deleted in the abandoned place and the ghosts are the remnants of the code. Ooh. Right, right. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I, uh, I like either I'd, of those. I'd be willing. I'd be willing to believe that. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting explanation for the paranormal. Mm-hmm. I, I I kind mm-hmm. of can appreciate that. That's a more sciencey approach to it, mm-hmm. you know. And also, yeah, I think both of your explanations of it are pretty pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. So, well, and, well, go ahead. Oh yeah, keep going. No, I got nothing. I got, I got nothing. nothing. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for like the r- reasons why it could be real you know some of them more interesting than others Mm -hmm. um but there are also those who you know obviously argue against it um but one uh school of thought is that it's this sort of theory is considered what is known as philosophical skepticism Mm. and what a philosophical skepticism is is a family of philosophical views that question the possibility of knowledge or certainty so the idea of like whether or not we can actually have knowledge or certainty of anything in our worlds. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, ph- philosophical skeptics are often classified into two general car- categories: those who deny all possibility of knowledge, and those who advocate for a suspension of judgment due to the inadequacy of evidence. Mm. So a lot of people sort of point to this sort of I'm getting like random weird. Uh, political text get out of my way i'm trying to go read my notes here um uh, so like basically people point to like this sort of theory of the simulation being sort of like un because it's unprovable and the in a lot of ways that it can't really be taken super seriously because you know there's just by nature of what the theory is proposing you can't really yeah prove it you have to kind of like accept they'll impossibility of knowledge or certainty on any of it which kind of almost in a way uh, nullifies it right i would definitely agree agree with that because it's one of those things where it's like okay you prove that we're in the simulation now what what do we break out of the simulation like what like yeah it's kind of like when you find out that you have like spiders living on your face it's like well there's nothing you can do to get them off your face so you just kind of got to accept that they're there except in this case there's (laughs) proof but right yeah it's kind of a, that right. same sort of just acceptance of your right. your nature right and then some also point out that there is certainly uh there's currently no proof of technology which would facilitate the existence of such of a sufficiently high fidelity ancestral simulation but if we were in the simulation we wouldn't have to have the technology in the simulation right i right. play civ 
That's they true. don't have technology. Yeah, they. I guess what they also point to is that additionally the 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 limit the limitations of computation being that at the, at some point there are limitations to what computation can do, and so they propose that like there's just an, it's an impossibility to have computation powerful enough to create that realistic of a simulation. Whether or not that's true, I can't say. I mean, it certainly seems like that's not true right now. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it could be true in the future, who's to say? Um, but th- that's sort of like the argument there. Okay, let's say... And huh. so and so at that point, that's yeah. pretty much what I got for the research okay, other than cool. I wrote down a couple like interesting pop culture you know, uses of this idea, yeah. like The Matrix, mm-hmm. Total Recall. Or like anything, it was all a dream. Yeah, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles apparently has <laughs> within it like a whole aspect where like the gods of the universe are actually just like a computer simulation. So like, yeah, but anyway, all that to say oh. is, you know... What do you boys think? What 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 are your thoughts, feelings um, on all this? My thoughts are well. This has been my theory about um about conspiracy theories in general. Is I think that conspiracy theories start because somebody is so confused or appalled or um just not willing to believe that something like they just they can't see a world where that actually where where something like that could actually happen so that they um they create this this reasoning being like oh well that it it, like everything's going to shit because we're in a simulation Mm -hmm. or like um uh like QAnon I think that QAnon stems from the fact that people cannot come to terms with the fact that Yes, the people in the U.S. government really do not care about you as an individual. Mm -hmm. They only care about power and re-election. And I think it's hard for people to come to terms with that. So they go, oh no, all these terrible things that the government's doing, it's not the government. It's a secret, shadowy, (laughs) Satan-like cabal. Mm -hmm. It has to be. It has to be. Because they just can't believe that that human beings, that normal people would act this way. Mm -hmm. So they need to make up irrational excuses for it mm-hmm. and i think it's the same thing with the with the uh, simulation theory i think that people who really believe in it just um are trying to find something to believe in because they're so disenfranchised um right. from the current world that they live in that it, it must be that the world that they perceive must be a, fi- a fake i can definitely yeah, get behind that, that for sure mm-hmm. on the other hand though yeah go ahead brent Oh, I was just going to circle back to like some of the, the QAnon conspiratorial thinking stuff and just mm. sort of point out too that a big part of it too I think is people needing to sort of justify with their personal worldviews that they've been fed, mm. you know? Yeah. I feel I feel like we're coming to see now and even like right now as we're in the midst of this election hell that I think a lot of people were expecting to see sort of like a big, you know, the blue wave or whatever mm-hmm. of like, go oh, like just watch it like this huge, you know whatever they all of like you know we sort of thought like the people who ascribe to this certain worldview of like the trumpian worldview were the set amount of people who like already voted for it four years ago and what we're coming Mm -hmm. to find is that actually a lot more people it's actually even more people yeah and so like i think although everyone says like everyone's talking about Oh, how did how could Trump possibly garner even more of a fandom? Mm-hmm. But like he garnered he garnered support in 2016. He's gonna get like 
he's gonna get more. The people who, like, the people who are voting for Trump because they don't like Hillary are not gonna vote for Biden. Like, right. Um, and, uh, what's, yeah, what, I agree with that. What's even more surprising is the turnout that we were able to get for Biden. Right. I, yeah, that um, too. Yeah, that which too. is, like, the, the largest number of vote, like, the largest number of votes that any candidate has received ever. Yeah, because people right. people were talking but, about how so many people are talking about how they do not like Joe Biden and how he's oh he's the option we're stuck with. So I'm surprised that so many people went out and actually. I was um I was voted. reading uh, forums and posts from Trump supporters, and a lot of Trump supporters were like, from what I've seen, it's probably seventy percent anti Biden and maybe thirty percent pro Trump. Uh, in the terms of people who are voting for Trump, right. which is just like, what in God's name are the Democrats doing? How are we right. this? Dis- one thing I want to say is like... I guess the, I, but just, just to kind of wrap up my point yeah, real, real yeah, quick, yeah, is that oh, uh, yeah, sort of the, yeah, yeah. the idea that we sort of like live in these bubbles of realities and yeah. don't realize like what the rest of the world is like yeah. to other people. Well, and I feel like that's become very clear. Mm-hmm over the especially last like, being 24 in, hours you know yeah especially living in new england yeah new england is just that big blue horn mm-hmm. yeah and i i i've actually was not i had a kind of a different take on it i was not surprised at all that trump did as well as he did because um i'm i'm living in a place where i'm surrounded by a lot of people who are on the other side and like so i do see the other side of it a lot and like what Mm-hmm. Uh, their arguments are and stuff. I, I disagree with all of them, but basically, I was not surprised with all the QAnon stickers I see on the back of cars, with all of the people that are, that are using the word deep state nowadays. I was not surprised at all. I just think that there's a growing wave of like of this conspiracy, especially with the QAnon, where like people just believe yeah. these things, and it's it's a silent majority of people i think well we're coming to find yeah. out now that it's not thank god not, not quite a majority but it's a lot closer than you might it's think. a ton yeah. of people <laughs> yeah because these yeah. people so don't people. a lot of these people don't don't come out and talk because um you know it's just this 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 thing where they feel this way and and the there's overwhelming sort of like social media presence of uh progressivism right now yeah. i guess i think um I think Democrats uh, also um, really underestimated the hatred of the intolerant left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of people also are voting for Trump just because they feel like that, that, that like people are like a vote for Trump is a vote for freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. And, it, I, and there's, you know, like I, I would never personally vote for Donald Trump, but I, I can see the people who are angry with the intolerant like um like you were saying jack basically like there's people on my instagram who i see who are like if you vote for donald trump like f you you're a terrible person you're a racist blah 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 and yeah. uh like that they're basically talking about like you know my my family and stuff and i i don't agree with that statement so there's just a lot of people that are uh shaming a lot right. of people and it, it's just too bad right. that we can't come it's, together it's, it's, you know it's a difficult thing because I also understand, like, for so many people, like, how real the experience of dealing with bigotry and racism yeah. is. And for, like, us of three white guys, it's probably easier to be like, well, you know, come on. Like, can't we all just get along? Yeah. But for well, a lot white, of other people who are like, this, this, are, we're uh... literally like, this is like life or death situations mm-hmm. for some of these people. It's like, no, we can't because <laughs> these people are 
basically saying with their vote that my life does not matter. And sure, I'm sure people, not everyone who's voting that way, sees it that way. Mm. But that's the way it's being viewed by. But those, that's yeah. the. But, because it, it's like an actual threat to it's their It's the reality life, of what the you know? vote means as right. well. It's, yeah. it's what, like, it doesn't, like... But there's that disconnect between these two sort of, like, yeah. competing realities yeah. that we lived in. Yeah. You well, know? It's an education like, oh, thing. I'm voting for Trump for, mm-hmm. for the economy, right? It's like, okay, but you realize that a vote for his economic policy is also a vote for his immigration policy, is also a vote for his foreign policy, yeah. mm-hmm. is also a vote for his, his national security, like... you don't unfortunately you don't get to vote on Mm. specific policies that a president is going to do Mm. you take the whole president or none of it Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like and that's i think that's the thing like people just aren't educated enough to know what they're voting for they're that afraid of Mm. biden i think what this election shows more than more than anything is that americans above all are afraid of change Mm. is and even even like even americans who think they were more open to like who think they're more open to change are 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 I I have to believe are less are less open to change because if they were like if Democrats were truly open to change Biden would not be the freaking uh, would not be the the, the Democratic yeah. nominee because he doesn't stand it for it would change. be Bernie or someone right. who's more progressive Elizabeth Warren type yeah. person I know I, I feel yeah. like this is so far off of our original, well I mean this is why we're talking uh, yeah, about this isn't <laughs> it I mean at the end of the day it's just yeah. we live in a crazy world because like yeah so it's just it it's it's weird because like i feel well i i would say largely i don't think we're living in a simulation it is very interesting argument though i gotta say before going into this i fully expected to kind of be like this is you know horseshit and like yeah kind of just be like this is all stupid Mm -hmm. but just like i guess i hadn't really considered the idea that if the technology was great enough that like the simulation could be so accurate that it just feels like life, then like how would we even really know that the difference? Yeah. Because we're just we are simulation yeah. is all we know. So like how would we even know yeah. that that's real or not? Yeah, I'm you kind know? of in the yeah. same boat. What defines real? You know, like I totally think that that it's very, very, very possible that we're in a simulation. I I like to believe that we're not just because it makes me feel more comfortable but if somehow we figured it out someday i would not be like surprised be- i don't think we are not i hope right we're now. not i don't think we we're are the ogs think about that I, if we're the ogs that's sick there's just too much i don't know there's just too much there's too many things there's too many things in the world the world is too complex it's too nuanced yeah Cy- I just, cyberpunk I th- keeps getting delayed i mean come on like there's <laughs> just no way Brent. don't even start with me <laughs> Wait, Brent. don't even start with that's me, a Brent. good point though jack because i was gonna bring this up earlier i know you hate rick and morty but there's another rick and morty episode <laughs> um where it's all about simulation within a simulation like they're in a simulation that was simulated inside of a simulation and yeah but at that point it's like what even yeah. might as well like yeah, it's it, like stupid. as soon as you're one simulation deep any further mm-hmm. simulations deep no longer matter well, so one of the interesting right? no you're right it's like inception at that point but like one of the interesting yeah. things about that episode is uh rick is stuck in the simulation and the way that they get out of it is he goes onto the stage with a microphone and holds a concert and all these people show up and the aliens that are creating the simulation with their computers have to do what they do what Rick wants because they want to get information from him 
So they have to make him yeah. believe that he's in his real everyday life. But Rick knows he's in a simulation, mm-hmm. so he gets the microphone and he says, everyone with blonde hair and a red shirt, jump three times and do uh, five, like, coughs. Okay, and the people in the... That every single person here with a green shirt and brown eyes do balk like a chicken and do a backflip. And then he just keeps, like, listing all these different things. And the computer starts to, like, yeah. get overwhelmed and overloaded with, like, the, like different information and it overheats and the simulation breaks and so it's interesting to think like there's so many different things going on in the world so many different uh variables that it would have to be a insanely powerful computer to have like billions of conversations and billions of bugs like think about it like bugs are doing things when we're not looking at them they're just yeah yeah like obviously the argument is just okay well uh, yeah, because the because the technology is so advanced that we can, you like there is so much that you would have to explain that there have been breakthroughs in the real world that we can't even begin to understand it because it's it's not we haven't gotten to that point in the history yeah. yet you know like we could be we you know like with with what Brent said about the evolutionary uh, simulation is we like you know we're at 2020 maybe the simulation gets developed in the year 3000 and now we've just reached the point of the simulation where we're at 20 so are we just like so a obviously repeat? there's a thousand years of technology but are we just a repeat now? of history and if that's true like because everything has to happen then, to get to that point so how did they know what conversations I the real Bobby Briggs was no, having. No, they don't know. I I don't think they know. I think that I think it's one of those things where um, the only way to figure out what happened prehistory, pre-recorded history, is to um, f- put as much data you know about the world in and run it as a simulation because you can't go back in time and look but with at the it. butterfly effect so there's the only so way many different things that could come out of it you know i could become a i know bobby which is why which is why we're one of millions right. of simulations we're, we're we're a potential data model. so it could be that like in a different simulation uh it's you know they're the holocaust never happens or something but they're still yeah. headed towards yeah. the direction of someday getting advanced enough to create a supercomputer. So what's the real history? Yeah, basically, I when, think. When, at what, point, uh, I at what point did we start the simulation? You know what I mean? Like, is this... The simulation starts with, with, with the Big Bang, I mm. think. That's what I'm talking. Okay. Like, I'm talking... Like, in my mind, where, where, they're, where, they're, where they're advanced enough to simulate this, like, they're starting at the Big mm. Bang. Right at the you Bazinga. And, 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 and then simulating everything up until their what point if everything up until 2019 history. was the base of the simulation it's the same for every simulation and then starting in 2020 is where each one goes off into its own different maybe scenarios maybe that's that's potential too yeah it could be that you could see i mean like theoretically it could be like any of the simulations could have any variable change you know mm-hmm. what i mean so like yeah maybe they're advanced enough to run every single changed variable yeah, no. Mm. That would be. I mean, that isn't. Well, that's like so. There's one I mean, simulation where I do this, and there's a different simulation where technically I did that. finite, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cause like if you if you want to get if you want to get down to the nitty gritty, there are technically a finite number of actions that every living being, every every object on the face of the planet can take at any at any instance in time, right? Mm. There is a finite number of, of of actions to be taken, so. Technically, you could simulate every possible possibility in the world. If you if you knew 
every single decision that every single living thing, object, whatever could make on the planet. So can this be the simulation where Michael Bolton calls in to the show in the middle of our Discord session? Here we yeah. go, Michael Bolton. <laughs> Ladies no, and gentlemen, I don't think Michael Bolton's gonna show. Michael up. Bolton. Hey boys. I got a sexy hook. I really think you're going to dig. He's here. This is also this is also the simulation where we were changed to Lonely Island. This is also the simulation uh, where we dropped the show in the middle of the show and just went to California to make a music video with Michael Bolton. Mm, mm, it is. Yeah. Let's go. No, All right. Flight's it. leaving in an hour. Uh, I feel like that's a good place right, to wrap well, that, it up. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't have anything more. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about it. Good we, we, went yeah. a, we'll, we went a lot of different yeah. places on this one, but I like it. I like it. They, yeah, it was it really, I really liked it. It really sort of feels like the scatterbrained nature of life at this moment, hmm. and I like it. So, well, thank you. So, yeah, 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 yeah. We got a lot of lag today. <laughs> we keep interrupting each other. It's all good. Well, everybody, make sure to uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. Also, check out, we have a YouTube channel and some other social meds. We got an Instagram, which is... <gasps> I always... Brainboggled Podcast. Mm. Yeah. At Brainboggled Pod. Yeah. At Brainboggled. Or yes. is it just at Brain... No, Instagram is it's at Brainboggled. Brain yeah. And then we've got at Brainboggled Twitter. Pod on Twitter on twitter at rainboggle and uh, uh, we're sorry guys i've been slacking on the memes lately we're gonna start doing memes again yeah we go yeah we have a one listener who's been like basically commenting every week yeah. on our post about like what episode we release because we are not we have yeah, not I've been, doing been noticing memes. that is that every week it's just like next week this one sorry oh, buddy he's sorry, my boy buddy. Dude. we're going to he's my boy we're going to get back on that shit because uh yeah, yeah. we've been slacking yeah so. so we'll we'll get back on that and also check out our website where it's called brainboggledpodcast.com where we have a lot of cool fun things you can check out like we've got a, a super cut of me and brent being goofballs for like 45 minutes uh <laughs> on an old thing that we used to do so go check that out it's pretty goofy uh, yeah, nice. there's a lot of fun stuff on there. And we got merch. And I'm not saying that the Brain Bogtober mug is up there still, but I may have forgotten to take it down. So it may or may not be up there for one more week. Okay, so. So if you, if you missed out on the Bogtober mug, you got one last chance you before another, I take it down. One last chance. Yeah, one last chance, and then y you fucked up. You <laughs> lost out. Oh, All right, oh, but. Okay. um. Thanks for listening. Next week. Yes. Thank Thanks you for, for joining being a loyal, us again. A loyal listener, a loyal yeah, fan. Yeah, we'll see you next week Thanks when we know who the president the journey is. journey with us through these wild times. So we appreciate y'all. Stay together. Peace and love. Peace. Thank bye. you. Bye. Love you. about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.